Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Uh, Brent and I are here, of course, and today we have a special guest, Susan King. So thank you so much for being here with us. Um, uh, Thank you for for taking time just to, to hang out and get to, to talk and share just a little bit with us. It's a, it's a blessing. You know, one of the, the things we're trying to accomplish here is just allowing people to know more and more of the people of this church. Now, we know you're not a newcomer to the church necessarily. How long okay. have you have you been here at Grace? Uh, I think I've been here around 23, 24 years. Okay. So... That's awesome. So, and I enjoy the podcast, by the way. Well, wow. good. I have some man. Mm, I, I'm, a, feel I'm good. a listener. I'm a. <laughs> I'm a groupie. <laughs> that brings us up to four people. I think that's amazing. So four groupies for sure. Yes. Um, well, awesome. Yeah. So, 23 years of being here. Um, so obviously, you know a good deal of people here, but you know, there's been so many new people that have come right. to our church, and so this is again a blessing to be able to. To share a little bit about who you are and how you came to know the Lord and that kind of thing. So if you wouldn't mind, would you share that with us, how you came to know Christ and then maybe how you ended up here at Grace Bible Church? Okay. Well, I probably came to Christ around probably at a nine or ten. I mm. uh, uh, grew up in a Christian home, but we never really attended church regularly. Mm. Um, but it wasn't until I was in college that I was baptized and... Um, the church that I was baptized in had a new member class mm. that you were to attend afterwards. Mm. And the ironic thing about that is I went to the class the next Sunday and no one showed up. <laughs> no teachers or no anything? No teachers, no, oh, no one. So uh, so you got put in charge of leading the new member class. All right. 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 So that probably wasn't a good thing. So, you know, uh, it was just an oversight. But, yeah. you know, I just never got connected after mm. that. So uh, you know, it was nothing on the church or anything. They just kind of yeah forgot me that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. But anyway, so uh, you know, in my twenties, I really uh, didn't follow the Lord or you know just didn't did my own thing. And uh, it wasn't until probably um, my sister and her husband moved back to town, maybe in the early nineties, and they were looking for a church home, and they uh, came to Grace, mm. and they had two young kids. And uh, they were involved in Awana. So I decided to uh, help in Awana and, you know, to be with them. And so through that, I learned a lot, met a lot of people. Yeah. But ironically, I learned a lot of verses, mm-hmm. huh. just, you know, reciting them with the kids. So that really helped me more than it helped them. <laughs> And uh, at that time, we had Awana on Saturday afternoon, and then Crosspoint was Saturday evening. Huh. So I would just stay around and go help with Crosspoint, and so I got to meet a different group of people, you know. So, hmm. uh, so yeah, that's how I, I came to Grace. And um, anyway, just... Uh, getting involved in Bible studies and things like that, and yeah, you know, you're uh, you've been involved in in uh, we're talking about Word Worship Service family. You've you've been involved in a lot of groups at Grace. So you you already mentioned, uh, you know, areas of service that you've had. So whether it was serving with Awana at that time, uh, I know now you serve uh, with Cynthia Knowles, who does a great job at our Connect Ministry. Um, uh, you've served with the Crosspoint Meals. You serve. Uh, you're part of uh, our season singles and service, newer, the newer ministry. Um, so, I'm interested to know why is why is service 
that that a key part of your life? Like how does how has God grown that, or have you just always had? Has that just been a part of your gifting that the Spirit has given you of just a desire to you I see just, needs and you want to yeah. meet them? I just think I just have the time, and I think if you if you are single and you know you're in this season where you you have the opportunity and you have the time to do things like that, that you should. Mm. So uh, you know, whereas if you had a family or you know you had kids, you can't do as much, but mm. You know, it's you can get it as involved as you want, but mm. you have to want to. Mm. Oh. You know, so uh, you know it just depends on how involved you want to get. Yeah. So, but uh, you just meet so many people doing the connect and see new faces, and um, mm. but the season singles ministry is really a good. Mm. It's really been fun. Yeah. So I encourage everyone, if you're 50 or older and single, to to come. We have just we have a blast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it is one of my favorite gatherings that takes place. Yeah, we uh, eat well. That's right. Absolutely, <laughs> there's a master cook uh, in the ministry there. Uh, well, you know, I think one of the things that's most interesting to me about uh, your consistency at Grace Bible because I, Steve and I, we haven't been here three years yet. Obviously, that's no shocker. Um, but I'm first Sunday came there, you were serving in connect ministry and then you're, I think cross point, I think we had a lot of different kind of ministry, get to know you type opportunities. There you were serving over there mm-hmm. and just that consistency there. And a lot of people, you know, you say it like it's second nature, like it's one of those things that everybody does. And I think that's a component when we see how the spirit gifts us is, uh, there are things that we recognize that we think, well, everybody does that. You know, that's just what you do, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, it's not just teaching, but it's, it's serving and just saying, yeah, this gift. Yeah, of course I got margin, but a lot of people, whether they're single or, uh, married or have children or are empty nesters, there's every, you know, a lot of people have different reasons that would come in. Some people would say, mm-hmm. well, I've got all the time in the world now, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go do what I'm going to do. You know, it's, and whether it's empty nesters or, uh, well, you know, there's excuses for every area possible. And I think that's one thing that's neat about you is is uh, is taking the decision to say, no, this is a good thing and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to Well, it's your family too. It becomes your family. So, you know, you miss them when you don't see them. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, there are certain uh, church members that, you know, I I don't see now, you know, that, mm. that are shut in, you right. know, and so I, I miss seeing them. And so I try to connect with some of those mm. when I can, but, uh, you know, you just, you just miss seeing people like that. So, and you get used to seeing certain people, you know, who's not here and who's not sitting in their side of the pew or whatever. And, mm. uh, you know, it's just a, a neat way to just connect with people and get to know them. That's awesome. That's a great example. Yeah, you know, this Sunday we're uh, we're going to be dealing with a larger uh, text, First Peter chapter two, verse eleven through chapter three, verse twelve. So basically, a full chapter worth of material. Uh, we'll be covering uh, oh, I don't know, probably one of the most controversial set of verses in the whole Bible. <laughs> so it should be a fun one for sure. Uh, no, it is an exciting one, and it, it deals with the opportunity of uh, really a word we're going to use a lot called winsomeness, and it's given to the unequally yoked couple where. As the gospel came to this area, the uh, in many cases the wife came to Christ, but the husband did not. And you know, uh, he gives direction. He doesn't forget about them. God doesn't forget about them through the instruction of First Peter. He doesn't forget about the slaves that are upwards, possibly a third of the Roman population. He doesn't forget about them. He doesn't forget about the citizens, the Christian citizens that are 
they're experiencing uh, slander and hardship from fellow citizens, even from people that are above them in authority. Uh, he doesn't forget about these people. And uh, the big mark of the, you know, the idea that we're going to be talking about is that God calls believers to have a heavenly, a heavenly perspective. Hmm. And that even when we're wronged, uh, we're to live winsomely because we've already won in Christ. And uh, very much what Jesus said, don't fear those that can only destroy the body, but fear him who can destroy both the body and soul for eternity. And, and this is what we see of uh, of those in those relationships, that there's a winsome faithfulness that they would live in such a way, we as believers would serve God in such a way with our daily lives that unbelievers, when they look at us, they would be forced to see Christ. Because, uh, you know, I think of the parent and the kid and the and the the parent might look at the kid that does something real noble and they kind of jokingly says, I don't know where they got that from. You know, like, they didn't learn that from me. And, and that's kind of what these people that are in authority are learning when they see the believers act in a way they've, they've never seen anybody. You know, these people are returning blessing when they're reviled. These people are mm -hmm. acting outerworldly. They're acting like they serve a different king, a different emperor. And that's exactly the idea. So when they're asked about, oh, why are you acting this way? Uh, they do have a hope that they're able to give a response with. Um, and that answer doesn't always equal happily ever after as our world understands it, mm -hmm. but it but it does equal the glorifying of God, and perhaps it will lead to that person being one. Uh, so they would glorify God on the day of judgment rather than be brought to shame, uh, that unbeliever, on the day of judgment. Uh, and so just a ton of great examples of that. And, and Susan, I want to say that with you when we were hoping to have you on. You're one of those people, um, really, that you reflect Christ in your in your sacrificial servant attitude. Mm. And we appreciate you in that. You do a tremendous job. You're always faithful. You're always steadfast. You're always serving somewhere, finding something to do uh, and somebody to talk with and invest in. And you do it with a gentle uh, and joyful spirit uh, about you. That's one thing that we've loved about Grace Bible. Uh, both of us would agree with that, right, Stephen? Mm -hmm. Indeed. Could you maybe describe real quickly on... Gonna switch it around here real quick. You've obviously poured yourself out in a lot of different areas in the church. You've served a lot of different people and a lot of different generations and and those kind of things. What are maybe some ways that the church has served you in turn? How have you been ministered to personally by being a part of this body of of believers? Well, I think <clears throat> especially the SSIS group. Um, when you're single, you um, and you're you're older, you just don't feel like you fit in. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know if, if y'all would understand that, but uh, you just there's just not a group for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And uh, but SSIS is really, uh, you know, we are all different ages and different stages of life and things like that. But uh, we just really come together and we just support each other and. Um, we're just a little family, you know. We mm. we text each other often with prayer requests mm. and uh, just keeping up with each other and and things like that. And then it's just it's just really been a blessing. So, uh, yeah. I, mean, I know that that single people in in general are a, a, a group of people that have that are often you know there's marriage conferences or there'll right. be like, you know, things that we talk about, here's a way to do this with your wife or do this mm -hmm. with your husband or whatever. 
And that's not bad. Obviously, those are good things to, right. to be to be doing. But I know that there are oftentimes that people that are single could be could be could feel either left out or just maybe you know. So it's such a blessing to to hear you say that that this is an area of not only a, a group a community of a family of people, but you're serving together. You're doing that together. And I I know that I've built some of the greatest relationships I've ever had serving right along right alongside other people and. Um, so I'm, I'm really blessed to hear you say that. And, um, I was talking with a woman in our small group, um, just a, a little bit ago, a couple weeks ago, and she had just shared her story and she, she's married now, but she was single, you know, well into her thirties and she, mm-hmm. her plan was to be married at 20 and whatever. And, and she kind of described exactly what you said, that there is a, a great, you have more time on your hands and it's such a blessing. And, and I echo exactly what Brent said to see that. A priority for you is with the extra time you maybe have that you're pouring that out for the Lord, and I think that's a great encouragement to single people, but also everyone, you right. know, in a, within our context. We probably all have extra time, right? Um, but I think to, to you give. know we have more. Well, maybe so. so you know. Well, um, you're such an encouragement. We do well, thank, thank you, you uh, for serving and and for being. Part of what makes our church so warm and welcoming uh, to our, our church as we gather every single week. Um, and church, uh, you'll probably see Susan when you come this <laughs> this Sunday. Uh, but it'll be a blessing to gather again and to cherish uh, the gospel as we sing together. We sit under the word together. It's going to be a blessing as it is every single week. We'll see you there. Can't wait.